0: Good afternoon, Prof, and welcome to Ubuntu Radio.
1: Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on Ubuntu Radio.
0: Prof, with Sri Lanka having taken from Bangladesh for the IORA, what are some of the key priorities that they have identified?
1: Well, we are meeting here under the Chairship of Sri Lanka, as you've pointed out. They have taken over the Chairship from Bangladesh for a two-year period, uh, starting 2023 until 2025, and India has taken over the vice chair post. Now, Sri Lanka has chosen a uh, topic uh, which will govern the chairship for the next two years, uh, strengthening the Indian Ocean uh, region and reinforcing the Indian Ocean identity. Now, of course, uh, we have been meeting the past two days at the level of senior officials, as is traditional, to prepare for the Council of Ministers' meeting that will be held tomorrow, the 11th of uh, of October. Now, specifically as far as South Africa is concerned and also the meeting that we have tomorrow, one of the first agenda items is for the Ministers to consider the report of the strategic dialogue review, the 25-year review uh, meeting that we had in June this year at the Secretariat in Mauritius. Now, you'll recall that last year at the Council of Ministers' meeting, the ministers endorsed the idea that Ayura has a strategic review of its 25 years of existence. And that was the proposal by South Africa, and it was endorsed by the Council of Ministers. So the meeting that took place at the Secretariat in June this year was co-chaired by South Africa and the Secretary-General. Now, it was the first time since the founding of Ayura in 1997 that we brought together all entities of IORA, all of our member states, our dialogue partners, our academic group, as well as the business forum. It was the first inclusive meeting to review the activities of IORA since its inception in 1997, the journey we have traveled, both in terms of the gains we have made and the deliverables that we have attained over this. Past twenty-five years, and also some of the challenges that we have experienced uh, as an association, and this helped us, uh, the outcome of the discussions, to craft what we call the Vision twenty Ayurveda Vision twenty thirty and beyond. And this document was endorsed by the Committee of Senior Officials meeting uh, early yesterday, and it is it will now be put forward to the ministers for their consideration. Now, this is a very important document because it brings sharp focus on the journey ahead in terms of where IORA is going, how we can better maximize on the six key priority areas and the true cross-cutting issues that forms the agenda of the IORA, and how we can ensure that there are tangible deliverables in the work that we do through interaction between member states as well as with our dialogue partners And I think this is key to ensuring that AYORA become a people-centered AYORA and speaks to the developmental agenda
0: of the organization. So Prof, South Africa is one of the founding members of AYORA. Do you think that uh, the late Nelson Mandela's vision is being realized considering that he's one of the people who proposed the formation of AYORA? Well,
1: look, uh, President Mandela had this idea of creating this organization way back in 1995. Now, if you recall, in 1995, the global community did not pay particular attention to the ocean space. It is only in the past, I would say, two decades or so that the ocean space has come to occupy center uh, center stage including the Indian Ocean. So I think President Mandela was a visionary that way back in 1995 he could see the value and strategic importance of this strategic geopolitical, geoeconomic space that we refer to as the Indian Ocean. Now in more recent times, a number of countries have been speaking of the Indo-Pacific, a seamless continuity between the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. And you will see increasingly The global centre stage in terms of geopolitics, in terms of geoeconomics and in terms of sustainability is focused on the Indo-Pacific with the Indian Ocean being at the centre of it. Now I think we are fortunate that President Mandela through his vision Uh, encourage the formation of this organization because today the Indian Ocean Rim Association is the apex uh, Indian Ocean body and it is very strategically placed in terms of ensuring that we continue that, uh, that the Indian Ocean space is a space of cooperation, of development, of peace and security and, of course, ensuring the sustainability of the ocean environment uh, going forward, all of which is critical not only to the 200 million-plus citizens that depend on the nourishment from the Indian Ocean, but also for the global community at large. The Indian Ocean space is a public global good, and all of us, not just from within the Indian Ocean region, but including the global community we have a responsibility to ensure the sustainable use of the ocean and to ensure that we fully harness the opportunities for the benefit of all and that it's not controlled by a few and that this space remains a space a zone of peace as it was declared in 1971 through the united nations general assembly resolution uh, 2632 and i think south africa and the african continent has an important role to play because we must understand that the eastern coast and the southern coast of Africa uh, is washed by the Indian Ocean and has been since the dawn of civilization a very important space for our prosperity and development.
0: There are um, several countries on the African continent that are part of Iora. Are there programs that are being implemented, practically so, by Iora on the African soil?
1: Well, it's it, in important that you ask this question. I referred to the 25-year strategic review dialogue that we had in Mauritius. What we did, the nine African countries that are part of uh, the IORA, 23 member states, we had a back-to-back meeting of just the African countries to look at the implications of the IORA Indo-Pacific outlook that was adopted by the Council of Ministers last year. What does this mean for Africa, and how can Africa interact uh, with this document that we are party to? And how can we have a common approach from the African countries, uh, an integrated approach? How can we ensure that the AU's program, uh, the Decade of the Ocean and Seas 2015-25, The African Integrated Maritime Strategy, the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, especially in terms of the ocean economy, all of this works for the benefit of Africa and especially the IORA member states of Africa being at the forefront of this. That is why South Africa, together with Tanzania, we convened this meeting and we have an outcome document based on that meeting in terms of what we envisage should be part of the integrated agenda in terms of ensuring that the African continent and the African member states of IORA also benefit through tangible programs. A number of programs have been uh, conducted uh, through the Secretariat, for example, programs on climate change, uh, capacity building programs. We have, uh, for example, uh, a development program that is uh, Uh, funded by the UAE in looking at uh, the development challenges in Somalia, for example, also in Yemen, and this program has been ongoing now for a number of years. So you have very dedicated Africa-specific programs that are funded through the special fund and in partnership with our other IRA members as well as with Dialogue Partners. Now, one of the decisions that will be taken at the council of ministers meeting tomorrow is that we are now looking at having coordinating countries uh, from the member states to work with the dialogue partners south africa has been asked to be the coordinating country of russia as a dialogue partner now we've already had uh, initial discussions with our colleagues from russia yesterday to look at how we can work with Russia in addressing some of the developmental cooperation programs uh, in IORA, but specifically focused on Africa and the ocean economy. So this gives us another opportunity to harness uh, the expertise that uh, Russia has in this sector and to work with us for the benefit of IORA member states, specifically uh, in the case of Africa.
0: Prof, uh, recently the South African Navy announced that they will be partaking in joint exercises with their Indian counterparts. Can you kindly tell us about that?
1: Well, look, joint military exercise is something that we do uh, with countries that we have strong bilateral relations. Now, apart from the bilateral exercises, we also have military exercise uh, with India and Brazil under the IPSA uh, Uh, maritime uh, agreement which is done once every two years so I think having these joint military exercises in this case with India a fellow Indian Ocean member state helps us uh, to also learn from each other to develop capacity and to also harness our skills in terms of uh, ocean uh, uh, military presence in terms of of our navies and I think India is is a strong partner of South Africa. We have much to learn from India as much as they have to learn from us but also the joint responsibility uh, of fellow, being fellow Indian Ocean countries to ensure peace and security in the Indian Ocean. It's important for us to have uh, fit for purpose uh, navies, navies that are well endowed and where we can constantly uh, join in joint uh, naval exercises to ensure that uh, we are always uh, well-informed and we are constantly learning and reinforcing our
0: capacities. And then lastly, Prof, what is the role of dialogue members in IORA?
1: Well, IORA have the category of firstly you are a full member and full membership is only open to those countries that are littoral states of the Indian Ocean. That is, their shores are washed by the Indian Ocean. That is why we have 23 full members, all of which are from the Indian Ocean. Dialogue partners can be from outside the Indian Ocean, but countries that have an interest in the Indian Ocean. You must understand the Indian Ocean is your third largest ocean, but over 60% of global energy uh, traverses through the Indian Ocean. Some of your most important sea lines, uh, lanes are in the Indian Ocean. Some of your most important choke points, like the Suez Canal, is uh, in the Indian Ocean, w- which is major global arteries for trade, for the movement of goods. And therefore, having dialogue partners also ensures that we can work with all countries in a cooperative manner And having these countries as dialogue partners also ensures that they also take responsibility in terms of the uh, preservation of the Indian Ocean as a global public good, to ensure environmental sustainability, and to ensure peace and security in the ocean, that it does not become an ocean of conflict but remains a zone of peace. But the dialogue partners also that we have are mainly Countries from the developed north, and they have much value to add in terms of technology transfer, capacity building, joint cooperation programs with us, especially in the area of climate change, in the area of green energy, in terms of harnessing uh, the the ocean economy. They are more advanced than most of us. So, looking at joint programs in this uh, in these areas benefits both uh, both sides. So, having dialogue partners also has.
0: Thank you so much, Prof.